Hey everybody, it is a Sunday, December 26th, 2021. This is episode 12 of season 2 of Living Lunar. Now this episode was a week late, and I, uh, I apparently needed to sit right in the eye of the full moon and let it pass over me and through me before my brain would serve up the raw materials needed to craft a script for this lunation. It's been an emotional few weeks for me, not necessarily in increased frequency, but absolutely in amplitude. I've been feeling my emotions with a greater depth and intensity, but also with more expansiveness. I've always been a person who feels their emotions, but through negative childhood experiences, I was pushed for the longest time into seeing them from a distance, as if observing my own emotions as the emotions of others. While my body was having a visceral reaction to a situation, my mind would receive the hormones generated by that reaction and try to process them logically. I would try to rationalize my emotions, but not in a healthy processing way, in more of an unhealthy denial or self-gaslighting way, which developed out of the environment I grew up in and was designed to help me conform to what preteen me saw as the rules. Those processes that develop at a young age tend to embed themselves deeply within us, and it's only been through a long haul of purposeful and ongoing self-reflective work that I've recognized the patterns and the sources within me and been able to initiate meaningful change. The full moon specifically has had me noticing some results from that work. For example, the expansiveness in feeling my emotions that I mentioned earlier, I've been slowly coming into a more connected place with them where what I feel and how I react is more synergistic. This doesn't mean that I've become irrational, that I respond on a whim without thought, but rather it means that I'm operating as an authentically whole human. I feel my emotions as my own without the lag of waiting for approval to react in a certain way or having to stifle emotions that I determine wouldn't receive that approval in the first place. The expansiveness I feel is me giving myself permission to be me. Beyond that, there's always been consequences to being me, to the degree where bending my own reactions to conform to what I believed was desired or expected of me was easier than being myself and dealing with the fallout. At some point, I gave in to a stronger will, one that also had power over my life situation, and once I fell into that pattern as a child, it became so deeply embedded within me that I forgot it was an artificial learned mechanism, and it's only been relatively recently that I've recognized that again and started to rediscover who I truly am. Sorting through decades of layering and behavioral conveniences to find the real you is exhausting, and I've often wondered if it's even worth it at this stage of my life. As I branch out into things like streaming on Twitch and talking to friends I've made there, I'm finding that connecting to who I am as a person and making connections with other people as that person is so very rewarding. <laughs> Imagine that, right? It's fulfilling in a way that is causing me to understand why friendships exist at all and why people make the effort to connect with each other in the first place. This is not, by the way, a declaration that I was somehow broken and am now fixed. Those terms themselves, fixed and broken, or at least the implications of how they relate to people, are doubtless constructs of modern Western societal structuring, where binaristic thinking is essential to the operation of the capitalist machinery. 
As the tropes of that environment go, shades and degrees are not only unimportant, they're detrimental to efficiency and productivity. In that world, if we're capable of working, then everything is fine, as the meme goes. Our world could be burning down around us, but everything is fine. And credit to Casey Green for that mental image. <laughs> as we know, as humans, everything is frequently not fine, even if it can be within specific moments. And by the same token, life can often be great, aside from certain moments of difficulty. The important part here is in recognizing this gradient in life. Everything is not one thing or another, or one thing and then another, separate thing. Very often, life is many things simultaneously, good within bad, bad within good, life within life. I was never broken, but I've definitely not been operating in a healthy, fulfilling, whole-person way where my emotions have been concerned. Now that I'm beginning to, I still have so much work to do, so many baby steps to take on the journey. But I have crossed the starting line, I have moved the needle, progress is being made. I appreciate that this has been a largely self-reflective conversation. <laughs> it's what came up for me when I sat down to write the script for this episode. I hope that everyone can find some value within these words. Uh, let's move into some tarot pulls. As I always say, I only claim to be pulling for myself in these tarot segments. If something resonates for you, feel free to explore or do your own pulls or find other questions or other topics to explore. Or don't at all. Whatever works. The questions that I came up with are, number one, how are my emotions informing me of who I am? Two, where is my support in feeling into who I am? Three, what is my guide to sift through the inauthentic? Four, how do I recognize the new coming in? And five, what is the next step on the path? So for question one, how are my emotions informing me of who I am? I thought the six of ones. <laughs> the party on the road, <laughs> sometimes interpreted as a triumphant return or a moment of recognition on the journey. The Six of Wands is about seeing where your advocacy is coming from. This could be literal people around you who are in your court and rooting for you, or it could be more abstract and could represent you, for example, not sabotaging yourself by accepting positive qualities about yourself that you've previously denied. Are you able to see good qualities in yourself? I mean, really see. Into the head, down into the heart, able to admit those qualities in a pragmatic way, honoring what is present without being boastful or overestimating. <laughs> the six brings the perspective that just as believing we're great at something when we actually are not can be limiting, so can refusing to appropriately celebrate the things that are in our wheelhouse and that warrant the recognition. So we can do just as much kind of damage to ourselves by not celebrating the things we're good at or by minimizing them than we can by overestimating, in other words. Where, is this, where this is informing me, I think, is that I've often denied or minimized my abilities because it was the easiest way to fit in and stay under the radar, both of which were hugely important to me growing up. I've never fully let go of that protective mechanism, and being seen and recognized has always been intensely uncomfortable for me, but is something that I've been working on lately. So two, where is my support in feeling into who I am? I've got the five of ones. Now fives in the tarot generally represent some kind of contraction. 
So this may seem like an odd pull in relation to the question at first glance, but I see something else. There is a lot of conflict in seeing who we are. I struggle internally over virtually all aspects of my personality, from believing that I deserve things, to relating to others, to struggling with conversation, and even trying to define what my personality is to begin with. I think Tarot's point here is that not all conflict is negative. Discussion and debate are necessary to see what's truly there, especially when we've been struggling our whole lives and need to grow and change. Question three, what is my guide to sift through the inauthentic? I pulled death. The death card in tarot doesn't generally mean mortality and literal death. It is often about shedding and the sloughing off of thoughts, energies, modes of being that no longer make sense for us. This is the tarot saying, trust the process. Very often we know what we need to let go of. It's not the understanding, but the doing that's the hardest part. Letting parts of ourselves die off that no longer serve us is daunting. Four, how do I recognize the new coming in? I pulled justice. Not so much about literal human justice, but more about seeing beyond the expected or the known and seeing the truth of what's really there. Justice helps us recognize this truth by asking us to acknowledge the reality set before us. This can often be confronting. As humans, if we're not already acknowledging the reality of a situation, then it follows that the situation in question is likely to be something difficult, something emotionally taxing, or that calls us out or in, makes us uncomfortable, or makes us have to come to terms with the situation that we'd rather avoid. The somewhat paradoxical part of this explanation is that, for people with certain types of trauma, this work often comes up around positive situations at least as much as it does around negative ones. Good outcomes can often be overwhelming if we feel undeserving of them. And while it can be easier at first to simply not acknowledge them, in my experience this is not a healthy or sustainable response. For some people there's a lot of complex work behind receiving. And for question five, what is the next step on the path? The chariot. The end of the first of the three lines of seven in the major arcana, the chariot is an invitation into the practical. There's a lot of thought and a lot of sifting and a lot of processing that happens in the introspective space of a tarot reading. And for me, the chariot is one of the cards that reminds me that action is necessary. The lessons are one thing, but they're nothing if we don't apply them. The chariot represents opportunity or potential, but in a very kinetic sense, what will we take with us on the road? It's important because each additional pound of weight is something that we have to carry. What do we need to take with us? What do we want to take with us? What can we leave behind? The next step on the path here then is discerned movement, taking with us those principles that will serve us in the next evolution of who we are and actually applying them. Of those things we've said we want to do, how we want to behave, who we want to become, the chariot both challenges and reminds us that in order to move those concepts from the theoretical to the practical, we need to put them into action. I feel like this description is very vague. So as a practical example, I've felt a lot lately that I'm feeling a quiet confidence that I don't usually possess, and I'm slowly allowing it to leak into my everyday. For example, the last time I streamed on Twitch, I felt like I was less in my head and more embodied, more me, rather than more the person who presides over my meanness. So that, from that third person to the first person, 
in other words. Uh, while this isn't specifically the chariot's energy, I feel like taking the action of becoming is. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said earlier, this is a difficult episode to write. At first I wasn't sure why, but reading back over it, it's clear that it's deeply personal and it didn't intend for it to be that way. That That's just what was present for me. And hopefully there is value for others here too. Um, since this was a whole week late, we'll have another episode this coming weekend as the new moon is happening on January 2nd. I'll be working on the script for this upcoming episode through the week so that I can make sure to record during my stream on Sunday. If you'd like to join us for that, or participate in the Discord, or our gaming live streams on other weekends, all those details are linked in the show notes, aka the description. And um, thanks once again for listening, for being here. If you celebrated Christmas, I hope you had a good one. If not, I hope you had a good weekend in general. And then we uh, have the, the changing of the year, the takeover from 2021 to 2022. So happy new year in advance of that too. And um, yeah, we'll be back again next week.